0: Let's talk about the Winterbottom stakes on the weekend. Gee, some top horses have won this when you go and look at the record, and I'll tell you about that more in a moment. But a horse that's in the market that's given huge respect is a three-year-old. Now, I can't find a three-year-old winner looking back at the history, the past 20 years or so, and I don't know how many have run in it, but I'm sure our next guest will know, and I'm speaking of Luke Fernie. Of course, we all think of Kalgoorlie when we hear the Fernie name, Luke's dad, Peter, a legend, and even we go back uh, to Peter's, you know, grandfather and great-grandfather, I think, all came through that uh that uh, training there in Kalgoorlie, basically household names in that particular area. But Luke, of course, is based in the metropolitan area. And this horse, Ripcord, was simply brilliant, winning the Placid Arc from out the back last start. He's a uh, he's um, written by, and he came from the Magic Midden's weanling sale. And uh, Luke Fernie is with us. How are you, Luke? Good, mate. Good. Uh, how are you? Good, thanks. Just on three-year-olds in the race, have there been many contested over the years?
1: Uh, I think there's been a few have a crack. I don't think there's been many too successful. I read somewhere yesterday that Lou Luciani might have trained the last three-year-old to win a winter bottom. I could be wrong, but I don't I don't chase into um, history like that too much. It just sort of popped up in my face. And, yeah, it's um, it would be very special if he was to do it on the weekend, that's for sure.
0: Well, can he do it? What do you think? He was dynamic last start, ripcord.
1: It looked very impressive to the eye. Um, You listen to some uh, numbers gurus and they said that his his times weren't flash, but um, for him to sustain a a long sprint like he did was obviously very promising and exciting. So I'm sure if they run along in front, he's going to make his presence felt getting in with 54 and the others are up on I think it's fifty-eight and a half. so we've got our chance with the weight and he's got a good gate, good rider he's, he's ticking a fair few boxes
0: I'm surprised they said that because I lived the sectionals myself this morning thirty-four ninety-three. but that that last 200 he was flying 11.09
1: yeah yeah he certainly was motor and had to had to sustain like I said a, a really long run and the stable mate sort of pushed him out six and seven deep which wasn't ideal and um, yeah, he, he lengthened the best that he ever has in a race, which is the most promising thing for my eye, and, and hopefully, yeah, it eventuates like that again on Saturday.
0: Even past the line, just past the line, he was a half length in front.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I'm I'm pretty certain he doesn't have to race as far back as what he what he did in the placidask, and I think we're just sort of gone that way because of the gate that we're drawn and um, being in a little bit closer this week. There's obviously good top end tempo, but he can lob a few spots closer and uh, not be too far out of his comfort zone, I'd imagine, as well.
0: Of course, Clint Johnston-Porter won the Placid Arc, on him at 1,200 last start, and he stays on for this?
1: Yeah, he's, uh, yeah, he's very excited for the weekend. You wrote him a trade. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to seeing Clint on him again Saturday. Yeah.
0: Luke, he's obviously showed ability from early days because he won his debut as a two-year-old and then you ran him in the Cattle, and he's brave behind the very talented Super Sneak.
1: Yeah, he's always showed uh, really good ability. We went to his first start in the stakes race off a 400-metre jump out because he'd showed so much behind the scenes. And uh, I thought he might have gone a little bit better early on in this prep, and he just hadn't quite put it all together. He's still a bit raw and and immature, and we put the visors on him in the Placid Arc, and that seemed to really smarten him up.
0: Just uh, tell us why you did that, and, and just explain to our listeners. It's basically the blinkers, is it, with the slit in the side? It is,
1: yeah. The blinkers are more—you can't see anything around them—and I still feel that he needed to to see other things, what 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 was going on, sort of around him at the same time. But just have him switched on a little bit more than what the the winkers were doing, and he really paraded a lot calmer with them on, which. Um, yeah, they're meant to fire him up, but some horses they do the opposite effect on, and he was probably the best he'd ever behaved, and he handled it all, and he stride really well.
0: Luke, you mentioned you're hoping they run along. Do you think that will be the case in the winter bottom here, race nine on Saturday? I'd imagine so.
1: There's a few horses that are drawn wide that have a fair bit of toll, and I've got a horse in there, Man Crush, that, that runs along, obviously, overpass. It doesn't have to lead, but he, he has plenty of speed as well. And, um, yeah, I... I think if you put 1.5 at the end of a 1,200 metre race, predominantly they're going to go pretty sharp in it. Yes, have a 2XL, of course. He can run along, particularly when he's on the fresh side. Yeah, very much. he He's, yeah. he's do a fair bit of travel in the big boys. Yeah, from Alice Springs, long trip. Alice. Yeah, very much so. And then they're a fantastic training performance for uh, for somebody to bring him, travel them so far and then have a horse race in a Group 1. So it's a very good luck to them as well.
0: Luke, how many Group 1 runs have you had so
1: far? Uh, three, but none of them have troubled the scorers. So I'm hoping that uh, I'm hoping that changes this weekend. That's for sure.
0: Tell me about the story. He was purchased as a weanling. Ripcord.
1: Yeah, we um, myself and Kim, my main owner, went to uh, the English Sale and Magic Millions Sale, and we we managed to buy a fair few weanlings that year. And he managed to yeah to catch my eye, and he's he's certainly the better the better one of all the weanlings that we bought. That's for sure, but he's made up for, for some of the side ones.
0: Yeah, he's by written by from a mare that was trained on, in Toowoomba, Queensland, single in London. She won four for, for slip. So why do you, why the weanlings? I mean, obviously you're active at the yearling sales as well, but a lot of trainers don't attend the weanling sale in particular.
1: Uh, not entirely sure. Kim was more of the uh, opinion that he wanted to look at buying some weanlings. And it was the first time I'd ever gone and looked at them and, and tried to put the puzzle together to see how they line up and, uh, we've had we've had a little bit of success from that sale, and uh, yeah, it's, they're they're a little bit cheaper than the yearlings as well. But obviously, you've got to wait that that extra year, and you've got to hope that everything grows in the right spot. So, uh, I think if you dot your eyes and cross your t's, you can be on the money, but you can also do your money at the same time. Luke, any story behind the naming Ripcord? Uh, no idea, no idea. I leave that. He to doesn't him pull him the around. horse. No, <laughs> no, nah, nah, he doesn't. He doesn't. See, um comes up with all the names for him, so I just, I just like what gets put in front of me, and, yeah, the, the names don't really bother me yeah. as much as as much as much it does other people, yeah. as long as they're fast and well-behaved. I'm, I'm pretty sweet with whatever they're called.
0: All right. Well, let's hope um, he can reel off that fast sectional again there, Ripcord, with no weight under the scale here in the bottom on the weekend. Tell me about this Storm Chaser. He's really going well. Four starts, two wins, and that was a big winner, albeit at Bunbury last start after a slow getaway. Storm Chaser.
1: Yeah, flying at the moment he is. I um, The race was meant to be a 1200 at Bunbury, and then they had to shift the, the distance around because of uh, the track, but uh, going into 1400 is the only query of mine. Other than that, I think he's got a stack of ability, and uh, that's the first time he's been slow out, so I'm hoping that doesn't reoccur on Saturday, and we've got Pikey on, so he obviously does his thing, and his work with Ripcord on Tuesday was really sharp and he's in a really good headspace. So I'm, I'm hoping that he can figure in the finish, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, that was a 1,000 at Bunbury, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, of course, Chris Parnham, I thought, did a good job after that tardy getaway. He, he just uh, chased bravely because that leader kicked and he had to pull out all stops to get him down. Storm chaser last time.
1: Yeah, very much so. The the leader um, stretched Keshi Boom out, the, the boom horse here that's possibly going towards the northerly that would be pretty hard to to beat as well early on in its prep. So it wasn't um, a slouch, an older horse. He had to chase down, which is always a hard thing to do and make ground on a track where you can't really make too much ground on at the moment, so there's plenty of merit to to his win.
0: And Willie Pike goes on for the first time, Storm Chaser.
1: Yeah, it's always a positive when you when you see W five next to your horses. No, that's no, for sure. Absolutely.
0: Um, look, just in wrapping up, I see you've got a really interesting named horse riding called Rissoles. Is there a story behind that?
1: No, I don't know the story behind it. There would be, <laughs> there would be a story behind it, but I, I haven't yet been filled in on it. That's for sure.
0: Well, he makes mince meat of those. Now he's big odds. Yeah.
1: Isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he um, it's actually a very very nice horse. Is he? I've thrown her in the deep. Yeah, I've thrown Gee. her in the deep end. This week, so uh, she's going around at a long price, but she she should be the better one of the better horses I've seen around at that quote. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, and Plain God, of course, produced the big winner last week. The sire Resales. Yeah, they're flying over here at the moment. He's doing a fantastic job. All right. And when did you move from Kalgoorlie Luke to the Metro
1: area to set up? Uh, four years ago, it would have been. So it's been a pretty full 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 on four years. But we are yeah got runners in a Group One. This weekend and everything's sort of starting to hit its struts. We're having plenty of success this season, so hopefully it keeps rolling on from here. And how many premierships did your dad win at Kalgoorlie or has won? I don't count them. I don't want to give him a big head, so... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he, he's not too worried about the premises. shoes. He just loves the horses. so it's, it's not really been one of them things that we keep a tally on, but there's been plenty of them.
0: Yeah. Well, good luck on the weekend. As I said, everyone's giving this horse huge respect. And you talked about, I talked about that last 200, last start, 11.09. Keshi on the same day couldn't go as fast, went 11.40. Your horse, 11.09. So.
1: Yeah, well, ho- hopefully he does the same thing Saturday. Thanks for that, Luke. Cheers, mate. Luke Fernie
0: telling us about a chance in the Winterbottom Stakes on the weekend. Uh, And there's nothing like, you know, local experiences, uh, local experience as we saw last weekend uh, with Neville Parnum having an absolute field day. So where the favourites have drawn here, overpass 11 going forward, as we know, for Josh Parr. He won the Quaker defeating Amelia's Jewel. Um, Others in the market here, um, I'll mention Snowdome, Neville Parnum, the informed trainer, 18. Triple missile Damien Oliver, one. As I said yesterday, it would be amazing he can win another Group 1 in his home state before he retires. He's got another key ride next week for Waterhouse and Bot in the Kingston town, Damien. So triple missiles drawn one. And then you've got Ripcord, Gate 7. And Oscar's Fortune is also given respect, Barrier 13. So the two three-year-olds, Oscar's Fortune, Ripcord, are numbers 15 and 16. That's race nine on Saturday.